Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rocks. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Otherland Dreams. I am Lady Stars on Fire, and I'm here with Hill Hippie. And I got a parrot on my shoulder. (laughs) Yes, you do. Oh, wrong Wrong way. way. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, parrot. (laughs) I can't talk for parrot. I can, and I'm saying fuck off, you long-haired hippie. We don't want nothing to do with you. Get on with your show. (laughs) (laughs) We got new backgrounds for our images. And they play every day, so you never know what's going to show up. <laughs> right on. So tonight, oh, apparently I'm being given a new microphone. Or multiple microphones? I didn't do it. <laughs> his, his crackle, crackle. blocking your face from the camera. It was going away. It was going his, his crackle, crackle. It was... Yeah, it stopped. <laughs> well, of course it did. He muted it. So, EK, the DJ had to come over here and steal my mic right out from underneath my mouth. <laughs> he was trying to help you. It's not his fault you fucked up. <clears throat> oh, I've got the reverb on. Apologies. Uh, you can see the video monitor, right? Could you see that you were not on camera and that the microphone was blocking the entirety of your face? I wasn't paying. You any. were hiding. I was paying attention to the fucking parrot on Hill Hippie's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and any viewer of this content is going to think the parrot is talking because you weren't on screen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Thank you for fixing that. <laughs> Polly, want a horoscope? Oh, come on. That was funny. Damn you <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> And astrology isn't until later. <laughs> All right. So timing is important. Look, he's like, I'm not even talking to you people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I just took my stuff off and goodbye. I'm going to leave so, the room. I have an appointment elsewhere. Goodbye, You're, darling. Uh, I, 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 I don't care what ESO has to say. You've already finished the elsewhere content. Get your ass back in the goddamn seat. <laughs> <laughs> Visit fair, the throne. Fair enough. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. It's his seat. You're, but you weren't supposed to say that. I left it as his seat. <laughs> so tonight's episode is about the dragonfly medicine. Yes, tonight's episode is about dragonfly medicine. And <laughs> right before we got to start the show tonight, I came across something that I wanted to. Uh, it's not really. It doesn't really go with the dragonfly medicine. It just goes with dragonflies in general. And I thought it was interesting enough to add to the show. So I um, I, I sent it over for my information to talk about tonight. Because okay. uh, before I get into uh, the, you know, the guides, the medicine, and all that good stuff, I saw a thing that said, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's playing with, <laughs> he's playing with the parakeet. And what I was starting to say was his pecker. <laughs> I was like, that is so wrong. Because I was thinking, Polly want a cracker, but what was coming out of my mouth was Becker. <laughs> you can't take um, me anywhere. I should have been a man. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you want to go really, really wrong with this, yeah. Polly. Hi, Polly. <laughs> Polly likes crackers. Polly likes white chicks. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me get back to where I'm supposed to be talking about. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> right before the show started, and I came over here to do the show tonight, I heard or I read something about dragonflies will eat hundreds of mosquitoes in a day. Usually starting with their antennae. But I got thinking about that, and you know how people hate mosquitoes. Right. They don't be mosquito bitten. So, is that a... Uh, 
the way I put that just sounded wrong mosquito bitten. But um, anyway, or accurate, <laughs> it just didn't sound right to me. But anyway, um, so I came across some plants that attract the dragonflies, so they will eat the mosquitoes. I thought it was a great idea to add to the show. Absolutely. So. If you want to help get rid of some of your mosquitoes in your yard, uh, you might want to plant some of these, and it might be bringing dragonflies. Okay, let me just move a little closer to you. It helps with the video. I know, but at the same time, I need to be able to see my stuff. Well, that's why you move with... I'm working on it. All right. <laughs> He's moving me. Everybody's moving me today. <laughs> All right, so some of these plants, 10 plants that I have here, are called meadow sage. Then there is black-eyed Susan. Is this Joe Pie weed? Joe P. Weed. Joe P. Weed. Um, swamp milkweed. White yarrow. yarrow. Arrowhead. Do you even know how to pronounce that? Uh, which part? The uh, the Latin name? Yeah, because I've never heard of Arrowhead. Or not. I'm sorry. It's you got to uh, play with me here for a minute because it's been... Let's see. I graduated in high school in 1996. And I, <laughs> last time I took Latin was in 1996. <laughs> so, uh, Sagittaria Latifolia. Okay, because, you know, for people who, I mean, there's so many Sag different names for plants. Sagat I'm just giving you the ones that I'm finding. Sagatoria yeah. Um, there's wild celery, cattail, water, horsetail, and water lily. So, I mean, if you are interested in any of those, you may want to plant them in your yard. And Go back to the first five, please. Okay. All right. Uh, let's say those again: Meadow Sage, Black Eyed Susan, Joe uh, Joe Pie Weed, uh, Swamp Milkweed, Ding Number One, uh, White Yarrow, Arrowhead, Wild Celery, Cattail, Ding, Water Horsetail, Ding, Water Lily, Ding. Four out of the six that are to help get away with uh, help attract our water-based plants. Where do you see the most dragonflies? Near the water. Near the water. Well, like if you have a little lake, that might be helpful too. Some people do, not everybody, but some people well, do. We're not about we're not worried about the 1%. We're worried about everybody else. But yarrow, even though it says white yarrow, I I'm I I had yarrow, and I know that it attracted them, and it wasn't white yarrow. It was just yarrow. Right. You don't have to have the water based around it. I'm just saying four of the six are water-based plants because um, if you just got a piece of land like we have here at FXBG Public Radio Studios and somebody gave me a, a seed for a cattail, good fucking luck grow, uh, growing that. Right. I get it. I mean, I have some of them that I had heard of before, and I thought that I would bring that attention up because I was like, well, I mean, who, who, who's going to have a problem with getting rid of mosquitoes, <laughs> especially if you can bring dragonflies and they're cool? Well, it depends on the person. Not everyone's all happy about having dragonflies buzzing around, too, if, especially if they don't know what they mean. I agree with you there. Some people, I, I mean, I can see where they could also be annoying if you're not on the spiritual path or know anything about them. I can understand that. Because I've had them land on me in multiple spots, either just solo or in the uh, the act of coitus. <laughs> you would. <laughs> and, what are you going to do, land on your ass? <laughs> no. Well, solely, yes. But in the act of coitus, no. They tend to land in one of three places. Either on my feet, or on my hands, or <laughs> somewhere not in between the two. 
which really would be bad at the time. Well, not in my acts of coitus, but in their acts of coitus. <laughs> oh, okay. And, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I, there's been moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hop in the pond here. Oh, I, 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 I can't interrupt nature doing its thing. Hurry up, guys. It's hot outside. I want to hop in the water. <laughs> well, see, one of the things, though, did you know dragon? See, dragonflies remind me of praying mantises. How so? Well, if I'm not wrong, after a praying mantis has sex, they kill their mate. Or they just eat their head. Uh, the pr female praying mantis kills the male eats the head and the rest of the body. Same exact thing happens with the dragonfly, but the other way around. The male eats the female. Which makes absolutely no sense. But it's what happens. All right. I'm going to have to do some research on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've watched it. I've sat there at the beach last year. And you knew it was male versus female, not male versus uh, well, female no, versus male. Well, no, it's always said that it's the male. But I was so sitting there you, and I'm uh, watching and I'm like, oh, freaking gross. <laughs> so you don't know 100%. You're just no, assuming I've, I've, based I've on. It, uh, on other things that it's the male. And that's why I said it reminds me of the praying mantis because. It's a different insect, but on that very same idea, they do the same thing. I may be wrong as to male or female, but I believe that it's male because I'm always hearing how females are trying to not attract the male. He's looking it up. Right now. Of course he is. All right. So anyway, the dragonfly is generally associated with the symbolic meaning of transformation. <laughs> Common meanings of the animal totem is change and transformation, adaptability, joy, lightness of the being of your being itself. Um, symbol of the realm of emotions, of diving deeper into your feelings, being on lookout for illusions, as well as external. And whether your external or your personal illusions of self. Sorry, couldn't get that out of my mouth quite right. Um, connections with nature, spirit, fairies are also ideas that are symbolic of the uh, dragonfly itself. Did you find anything? I did. And? Okay. So, we're going to start off here at the beginning. Dragonfly sex, and this is at <laughs> www.thoughtco.com slash how dragonflies mate slash number, 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 number. Do your research. Dragonfly sex is a rough and tumble affair. If you've ever seen a pair of mating dragonflies in the act, you know that their sexual coupling requires the flexibility and acrobatic skills of a Cirque de, uh, Cirque de Soleil performer. Females get bitten, males get scratched, and sperm ends up uh, winds up everywhere. Sounds so much fun. <laughs> These strange mating habits have survived millennium, uh, millions of years. I'm sorry, millions of years of evolution. So the dragonflies must know what they're doing, right? Let's take a closer look at how these dragonflies mate, and I'm going to take you down to the bottom and. Help you, spare you the uh, the actual details of how dragonflies do the <laughs> just to provide an additional measure of security for his <laughs> sperm. And this is goes against everything you just said. Just to provide an additional measure of security for his sperm, the male dragonfly will often guard the female until she avapots her eggs. He tries to prevent her from mating with any other males, so his sperm is assured the last in position that will make him a father. Male dames flies will often continue to grasp their partners with their Cersei. Not sure that's the right pronunciation of that word, but C E R C I. Refusing to let go until she avaposits. He'll even endure a dunking in the pond 
if she submerges to place her eggs uh, down below underneath the water. Male dragonflies prefer to guard their partners by simply chasing off any approaching males, even engaging in wing-to-wing combat if necessary. So the idea that the male would eat the female, or the male, uh, the female would eat the male in dragonflies, pure bullshit. You need to find more because I've watched it happen several times. Bullshit my ass. I've watched it with these two eyes. That doesn't mean that you've seen one dragonfly eat another. Does not mean that Dude, they've engaged. I watched in... it disappear. Doesn't mean they've engaged in sex prior. <laughs> All right. They could be one saying, you know what? Oh, you're in my territory. I'm eating you to get rid of you. I can give you that one because I don't know. I'm not an A-list know-it-all on dragonfly sex. They claim to be. And I'm going to hold on to that. They claim to be. (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's the, you were very bluntly, they claim to be. I'm honest. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. They don't know everything. It, that's what the show is about, is throwing ideas out. And especially if you're a nature-based person, watching. Because I've watched dragonflies land. Uh, one dragonfly land on my toe. Another one come along. And that tail come along in, uh, let's see, Polly, this way. Oh, right in the beak. <laughs> and... It's like, okay, yeah, you know what's going on when you see the one tail bend toward the other. Yeah. Now, doesn't mean I know what's going on afterwards. Um, it could have been. All I'm saying is, is I know I've watched them eat one another, which is reminds me of the praying mantis. I understand that. <laughs> doesn't mean that's typical of dragonfly bounce. Alrighty then. Okay, so dragonflies start to grow in the water, and then they move into the air, and then they fly. When the spirit animal grows up in your life, you may be called to transform and evolve. Symbols, it's a symbol of metamorphosis and transformation. It inspires those who have the animal totem to bring changes that are needed into their lives and to react and come to their full potential. When this spirit animal shows up in your life, it's an indication that it is time to change. Just like the dragonfly changes colors as it matures, you will be called to live in different experiences for yourself and different difficulties in general. Stay open to the um, unfoldment of your own personal journey. Now, see, I'm sorry. As we're talking about this before I get in, I thought it was funny the other day because when we went out hiking, Mm -hmm. I have always had dragonflies, yes, like you said, pop up near water. I'm sorry, pop up near water. And that's always been, you know, typical. Like if you go to the beach, you tend to get them on your on your balcony or in anywhere that's near water, period, or lake in general. Right. But we were uh, coming out of the woods and they were like everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I know they can move around and then go other places, but I just think it's funny that they've mo- they went so far. But they weren't that far. Think of the place we're at. Think about the lay of the land. Think about the water runoff. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like they worked their way out of the forest to like a great big opening. It seemed like they worked their way too so far away, which I mean, that stayed with me because I remembered us. I remembered we were going to be doing, you know, the show on dragonflies, and it just stayed with me because in my mind I was like, "Well, isn't that interesting?" I understand the concept, but at the same time, you know, understanding the way animals and migration works. Not that I'm saying that dragonflies migrate, but when you have a high number of species like dragonflies, which all mate in the water, all the eggs are laid in the water, and they all come out of the water, 
so they're you've got a concentration of living beings all going for resources. They're going to spread out, and in the small land space that is what where we were at, them coming out of the forest right there makes sense, especially considering if you look at the map of where we're at, where you come in. <clears throat> excuse me. Is not that far away from a source of water. No, and it's just the way it's, it's just the way the path takes you that avoids the water until you get way further down. Yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, like I said, it it just struck me because I mean, like I said, I know that they teach you about transformation, change, and adaptability. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it makes sense. They were adapting to their to their area. They were moving out, move, and, you know, doing a, so. Exploring. It makes it makes sense, then, doesn't it? It does. And the other thing is, is I don't know if you noticed, most of them were red. Did not notice the color because I've literally in my past I've seen greens, blacks, reds, blues, and yellows all within fifteen minutes of each other because they don't they're not racist. <laughs> they don't judge on color. They're all, right, we're doing something here. Let's do it. So they go. They don't care about their color. So you'll often see in a, a quote unquote swarm of dragonfly. Uh, yeah, that is the. It sounds right. Yeah. In the swarm of dragonfly, you'll see multiple color dragonfly in the same swarm. See, it's not just greens or blacks or just yellows. But that's what got my attention. I wasn't seeing all different colors. I was only seeing red. Is that their fault or yours? Well, you know me. I automatically turn everything into a spiritual, hmm, let me connect it with the synchronicities of everything. Right. So, so therefore, you could have just seen a spiritual red hue over top of them and it couldn't it might not have necessarily represented the actual physical color of that's possible because I mean, like I said, when we were coming out of coming into the field, what got my attention is I was like, first off, we're away from the trees. Now we're in the field. Now we're away from the water. And why are they all red? So I took it into for me specifically because Without even knowing, I do it. I turn everything into a spiritual situation and find the synchronicities in it. And I'm like, oh, look, fire, red, passion, action, aggression, you know, and, and I'm taking it in the ideas of energies and, and emotions and stuff. And then what was going on with, you know, the planets and all the changes and the shifts. And, and I was like, hmm, red, it makes sense. But like you said, I mean... I'm not the first one to deny I will stretch it from time to time because I automatically see everything from a spiritual point of view. Right. And I have to be reminded, sometimes, Shell, shit is just the way it is. Right. And it's not that at all. A stick is just a stick. Yeah, sometimes. 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 <laughs> all right. So, um... Dragonfly as a power animal and adaptability is the dragon. Dragonfly is is characterized by its amazing flight patterns. I'm sorry, it sounded like I was hitting the mic to me. Um, it's it's by its amazing flight patterns, and it appears to be able to change directions swiftly in the air with no apparent effort. Have you ever noticed that? See, that is one of the things. I mean, real. All right. I don't know why I even asked you that. I don't even know why I even asked you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you notice everything. But see, if one of the things that I've noticed for me personally with um, the dragonfly in my life is it can go forward, it can go backwards, it can go up, it can go down. And what other animal that flies can go backwards? Most insects. The fly? No, they, they. I don't think they can fly backwards. They can. Now I'm gonna have to look that up myself because I didn't know they could fly backwards. They typically don't, but they're uh, based on their wing structure. They absolutely can. Hmm. Anyway, I've always used that as as an idea of understanding because open mindedness. It. 
do you really want me to go into the laws of thermodynamics? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, the way flight works, because nature tends to find a uh, a simple way, and once it finds a way, it doesn't deviate uh, deviate from that way. So you've got avians, you know, birds that fly. And insects that fly in a completely different way based on the laws of uh, aerodynamics that work for birds, insects should not be able to fly. Same thing in the reverse concept. The laws of aviation that work for insects means birds should not be able to fly. Nature (laughs) finds a way. Yes, nature does find a way, and I'm I'm thankful for that. I mean, I I, I See, mean this, that's the most because simplest. I use my I use like listen to me. I use my animals. I use the animals for so much of my phrasing. So much of my spiritual work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. I mean, I have so many guides that come to me in spirit, and then they cross over into the real world, and so it's important to me. Like I said, I can accidentally overread stuff. 10-4. And with that being said, I always found it... It it was was like childlike wonderment Mm -hmm. to watch a dragonfly, especially when they're doing the strange maneuvers that they do. The hover left, uh, hover right, hover left, up, down, back, forward. It looks like they're trying to... uh, Unlock the 30-man code on Contra. Up, up, down, down, <laughs> left, right, left, right. BA, select, start. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's just the way they move is not like anything else you ever really recognize. Which, in one sense, I mean, that's teaching you, like I said, it, it, it for me, it talks, talks to me about being open-minded. There's so many more things that you can understand if you're be more open-minded, if you're, if you're willing to see it from different aspects. With that being said, you know, you take normal avians and the way a hawk flies versus the way a a hummingbird flies. Two completely different concepts. All depends on how you look at it. All depends on how nature has designed them to be able to overcome the laws of gravity and how the laws of uh, aerodynamics work. Same thing with the fly, same thing with the dragonfly, same thing with most insects. Again, you know, the hummingbird is so far removed from the uh, the hawk, but it's still a thousand times removed from a way the dragonfly moves, which is a hundred times away removed from a way the, uh, the fly moves. But the fly can still move in similar ways that the dragonfly does, but... <clears throat> based on the laws of aerodynamics that is applied to each one of those animals. Okay, the hawk works. The dragonfly shouldn't. The fly shouldn't. So if you want me to go into extreme scientific detail... I get it, detail, but like I said, I mean, I was always... I always thought that in my mind, from what I understood, you're going to go into scientific stuff anyway, and that's fine because that's who you are. I mean... But in, I was always, I, I always thought that I didn't think that insects could fly backwards. They can. I'm still You've floored seen by that. It. I've never paid no damn attention to that. It's because you saw them as insignificant in your past lives or the past part of your lives until you got to the point in your existing life that you're willing to see that. Oh, no. This is why I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I gotta love EK. He just walks in, he's eating his food. He's like, and I'm disappointed in you. No, 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 no. I love EK. I'll do everything for him. But he's not eating food. He's eating ice cream. Well, that is his food. My sustenance. (laughs) I mean, come on, really? Yeah. It's that or just give him chocolate and send him on his way. Doesn't mean not. Oh, there's chocolate in there. Oh, I'm sure there is. But even if it wasn't chocolate ice cream. Just give him something of chocolate and send him on his merry way and he's happy. Doesn't mean I approve. No, of course not. But it doesn't really care. No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Alrighty. But, I mean, okay, so 
All right, back to, you know, Dragonfly in general without all the, you know, disputing. I mean, the Dragonfly obviously can... I'm done with you. Oh, I'm sorry. I said something that was uh, contradictory to what you were saying. No. My bad. That's that's what you do every time. (laughs) That's what you do every time. And, And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that other than... I swear that I did not know other things could fly backwards. So I'm upset by that fact because I took great joy in the fact of knowing the dragonfly was the only one that flew backwards. Not so much. Just wait till I fuck up your world and I'll tell you how much water and air have to uh, in some, uh, that are similar. But that's for a different episode. Oh, I was sure he was about to say something then. <laughs> there was a gnat. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, the dragonfly is teaching you. Like I said, for me, it was about open-mindedness. But they typically consider it to be flexibility and adaptability to any and all situations. How to delve deeper into your emotions and show your true colors? Mm-hmm. By chance? Definitely. I mean... Well, that also makes sense about the different colors of the dragonfly. Well, that's why the colors of the dragonfly, just like the colors of the bear. How it's iridescent. Or the colors of the dragon that you see are not necessarily important until they become important based on what they could particularly mean. Yes, 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 very much. Now, based with the dragonfly, though, there's so many different colors versus... They're like a rainbow within themselves, mm, often. That's true. But there's so much, so many different colors. There's the as- unicorn of dragonflies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go get all girly for a moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stop mid sentence right there and say, "Go ahead." <laughs> no, I was just like, "Oh my god, they're like a rainbow." I was like. <gasps> It's the dragonfly of the unicorn. I was like, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's, yeah. I'll shut up and go back. I just, hmm. Do your thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go get girly for a moment. <laughs> okay. The dragonfly power animal. But ladies, it's not the dragon, uh, the uniform. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not the unicorn you're looking for. He is still out there. Maybe. Keep wishing. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's right here. I just don't know it. All right. The power animal, <laughs> when you're stuck in a situation and need assistance, it will help you gain perspective. Like I said, oh, uh, having a different point of view, open mindedness. It also is good for helping you. You know, finding solutions that may lay down the ability to adapt and tackle those very different situations or angles that you may need to deal with as you're fixing and solving the problem. Is there anything? No. Okay. You look like you were deep into something then. Yeah, I'm looking into the future. Okay. Future it is. So, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. The, uh, it's magic? Huh? You said, oh, oh, oh. I said, it's magic? It's magic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, those who have the animal as a totem can uh, develop the ability to take things lightly, even in the darkest of moments. Lightness as a feeling. Lightness within their thoughts. Uh, tend to come with the dragonfly as its totem. In general, the dragonfly spirit animal invites you to keep your personality light, your positive energy light, and to not allow things to just be too important and matter too much. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. For those who aren't watching this on video. Focus on your work. (laughs) He's he's playing with he's playing with his parrot. Phrasing. Okay. Hey, at least this time I didn't say pecker. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> Although I just said it. But anyway, the dragonfly is often around water ponds, edges of river or lakes. Um, it symbolizes the realm of feelings like we were talking about. A powerful symbol of emotions and of digging into your unconsciousness. <laughs> it, it comes to you often when it's time for you to explore your emotions and to lighten up so that you can have a more joyful manner or life in general. And then the dragonfly is fast, is a fascinating animal because of its colors, the lightness of its wings and of its body. The meaning of it, the meaning of this power animal also is associated with the meaning of light and with illumination in general. The uh, spirit animal may encourage you to show your true colors and to uh, shine, more or less, to show, show your true colors and to let your true spirit shine. It may be speaking to you also of... Of... I'm sorry, I was trying to not connect it to the other animal, but the way that it's going is it may be discreet and teach you lessons like the peacock does as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, considering I just keep saying dirty words today. But anyway, <laughs> I, it is a fascinating influence to arouse your cur curiosity Phrasing. of others. <laughs> you can't say cock and follow it up by the word arouse. Yes, I can. I did. Watch. <laughs> Not without the word phrasing coming out. <laughs> All right. The dragonfly shows you shows up in your life, perhaps it's time to look through the illusions that are in front of you, a situation or of someone's intentions may not be clear, and there may be something there that you need to view and see the truth in. Fair enough. Hold on, I need a drink to so find something to talk about for a second. Uh that's not the way this shit works, right? I'm sorry, but it was you, you gotta give me signals before that happens. <laughs> I suck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dragonflies are uh, powerful allies that connect you with the spirit of nature. They will also help you connect with the fairy land in general or fairy realm in general and the ideas of all that deals with the light of the fairy realm. Why is that? That has to do with the fact that they are considered to cross over into that realm. Why is that? Isn't that have to do with the illumination? I'm asking the question. Why, are you, that why it, are you responding to my question with the question? Because to my understanding, it has to do with the illumination. There are distant colors of them that helps you to see through the illusion and get into the other side. That's okay. part of their connection, to my understanding. Fair enough. So they help you connect to that other realm. One interesting thing I wanted to point out here. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You were talking about how the way the uh, dragonflies and other insects move. Mm -hmm. And what type of wings do the mo are the fae depicted of having? Oh, they're similar. I... I didn't even think about that. See, sometimes I'm so damn airheaded. I love how they both, neither one of them say a damn thing. They're just like, yeah, she's an idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> hey, at least I dyed my hair closest to the right color for the situation. <laughs> uh, see, my job is not to point you out as... You know, as to let myself point myself out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here to help guide you. Uh -huh. and, and as your role is to help guide me. And in this instance, it was, okay, you need to take a hard right here because you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> well, you know, I just didn't put the two of them together. I don't know why I didn't. I have a very good connection I with the fairy I am really realm. surprised you did not connect that one myself. I think, you know, see, see, sometimes just in conversation with you, my mind goes into, Fuck. Thank now I have to turn scientifically on in my head and start figuring shit out. Oh. And I'm like, and, and, and I never can keep up. So I'm like trying to get my hamsters spinning. And I'm like, 
oh, crap, now I got to think. And then usually when you're asking me to think is something that I should have already known and it should have just been part of my second nature. But uh-huh. I'm overthinking it now because now I'm trying to use the Aquarius mind to understand yours. And that's not what I am. Sweetheart, do you like the hamsters in your head? No. You don't? If you don't, then continue trying to keep up with my mind. Because, <laughs> but if you do, don't because you're going to kill them on their wheels. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is is when me and you get communicating, sometimes it's not that I feel dumb because that's not it. It's just I know the way that your mind is thinking, and I'm going crap. And you what just, am I not understanding? Because now I've got to try to understand his freaking brain so that I can kind of step up to understanding. And usually it's scientific crap. And I'm like, huh? And uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's uh, just the. It's like it's like you gave my hamsters a whole freaking pot, like a like a joint to smoke. And they're going, I don't even know why I'm running. Trying to keep up with your head. Okay, you brought up pot. So, indica or sativa? Hmm? Indica or sativa? Answer that question, I'm going to say you're right. Otherwise, I'm going to bust your balls. I don't even know what that means. Exactly. I'm done with both of you now because he's over there shaking his head, too. Why do I feel even more stupid? Because one makes you go to sleep, the other one makes you go, (laughs) All I'm saying is... I'm not dumb. I know my stuff. No one's and denying no, that. No, no, no. And I'm not putting myself down. I'm saying I know my stuff. But then when you question me, I'm like, okay. And I go into overdrive trying to figure out what I don't even know that I'm trying to figure out. And then I'm like, huh? And that's how I don't connect a fairy with a dragonfly. Because <laughs> I'm in overdrive trying to figure out what I'm already missing. And, you're, and it's right in front of my face. And you're explaining your own issue because usually when I make those type of associations of uh, well, why, is there something right there that you're just, it's right in front of your face <laughs> that you're either backed away and swirling from like the microphone or just not make the uh, making the connection to. It's right there. All you got to do is make the connection. But you know what? See, that tells all the rest of you people out there, it's okay because we all do that. Yeah. Because, dude, I know a lot of times with people that I'm helping in my work in general, whether it's shamanic or Stop it's reading or whatever. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm like, you already know the answer. You already know the answer. You're just looking for it in the wrong direction. And that ha- it happens to all of us. I mean, you just heard it happen to me a million times. <laughs> and unfortunately for uh, Miss Lady Stars and Fire, usually when I'm looking in the wrong directions and we have these conversations in reverse, it's just not on air. Yeah. <laughs> it always happens when I'm on air. <laughs> but that's okay. Like I said, it's okay. I'm supposed to go through that. So whatever. All right. How much time do we have left? You have uh, two minutes before we uh, move on to the next section. All right. Dragonflies are powerful allies. (laughs) I already read that part. Because they connect you to fairy-like, to the fairy-like realms or fairy realms in general. Animals, they, they also connect you with animals of wonder. The dragonfly can bring forth the enchanting idea of the spirit and of your own nature. Um, When you see the spirit animal, allow yourself to open to your inner magic of all of your own natural inner elements. And then help yourself connect to figure out who you truly are and shine the way only you can. I think that's pretty cool. Good advice. Um... In Japan, Japan made the dragonfly its national emblem. Did you know that? I did not. I did not either until I started reading this. I just collected all this information and sent it to you. Oh, God damn it. We got to have a talk about the way you phrase shit. (laughs) What did I do now? Just read. Okay. It is a symbol of joy and of rebirth. For the Native American traditions, it is also a symbol of the departed soul. 
Is this Mayan? Yes. Um, for the Mayan, the dragonfly is. I don't know how to pronounce it. Emblematic. Is an emblem. What is that word? Emblem is the first part. Matic, symbolic. So it's it's a symbolic emblem. Come on, it's not that hard to put together. (laughs) I know, but it just this is the way my mind works. Why would you rewrite the word? Because there's multiple ways of having uh, emblems, and different emblems can have different symbology. All right. Anyway, it supports the goddess of creativity. And the dragonfly wings are magical, are, are considered a magical song that is um, revived, revived her after she was killed. Mm. And with that, it is time for you to do your thing. Because I actually got something for a half second. For a half second. Oh, well. Ow. As of July 9th, 2019, 2150 UTC, a minor uh, geomagnetic storm is kind of going on. A weak CME passage followed by the onset of an uh, unexpected coronal hole stream was enough to generate minor G1 geomagnetic storm conditions on Tuesday. The solar wind speed is currently above 650 kilometers per second and could lead to additional periods of geomagnetic unrest at higher latitudes. If you want to take a look at the KP indices, in the past 24 hours, we've, we are currently sitting at a KP of 2. The previous uh, KP indices was at 4, and we actually hit a 5. Not enough for anyone here in the uh, latitudes of Northern Virginia to see any type of uh, uh, Northern Light type effects or or royal uh, aurora, goddamn it, aurora, aurora effects. But still, that's getting pretty goddamn close. If you're in the northern part of the United States when this went on, which was in the early hours of, uh, um, sorry, the late hours of July, uh, July ninth, so like. 11, 12, uh, 10, 11 to 12 uh, last night, then you would have been okay and you might have been able to see something like that. Beyond that, it's a little far beyond it now, but still, we got some activity. (laughs) And it's exciting because I finally got something to talk about on the show. (laughs) I have a question for you. Uh, Shoot. About this. Okay. Okay. My question is, You're always telling us what it says, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you're like, there's nothing there. Right. Or at least a lot of times recently you've had that situation happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, I'm asking you because of you being an empath, is it when you read this, you're mainly looking for the auroras of being able to see it, not being able to see it scientifically from that point of view, or are you... Because what I, what I'm saying is is I hear so many other people come up with the, sometimes like I I don't even like if it's a whatever a G storm whatever I don't even remember I have to look it up but when they start getting into these different storms and you're always like it's not a big deal unless it gets to this number right do you not pick up the energies that a lot of people are complaining about that happens when they Get those other energies? Are you only uh, concerned about the aurora? Uh, yes, I know. Okay. Because you can pick up the energies on these low-level G1 uh, geomagnetic storms. Right, that's what I meant. The problem is, you know, when you start getting the higher-level geomagnetic storms, it's not just going to be you're going to feel it on a physical level, but you're going to feel it on a, uh, a geosocial level because it's going to destroy infrastructure. And the most prominent one being your electrical grid, mainly the 200,000, uh, 200,000, God damn it. The numbers eluding me right now, but the major transformers that are around the country that take two years to rebuild 
to build one of them. It takes two years to build one of these things. These transformers, I, I want to say, is 200 kilowatts. Mm-hmm. I'm maybe incorrect on that number. But these things are all over the place. And it would take, a, from the last time I did some research into this, and I want to say, the last time I did the research was about five years ago. It would take eight years to replace all of them with every uh, factory that does any type of electrical work being converted into creating these transformers because it takes two years to create these things. It would take eight years to replace 50% of the ones that we currently have in existence because they're weak to uh, solar radiation. Okay, I can I can respect that. I was just curious because, like I said, I hear so many sensitives and empaths that start, you know, there's a geomagnetic storm, it's a G2 or it's a G3, and then they start listing off the million different symptoms of sensitivity that people have. And when you read this, it's not part of the conversation you ever have and i was curious as to why well i find it interesting that uh, you've mentioned before like you've said well this person's saying we've got a g1 or a g2 going on i'm like mm, no now maybe uh, from an empathic point of view so for somebody who's never done any research onto it to say okay i'm getting this information this energy so this is a g1 and, oh, I'm getting this energy, so this is a G2, so I'm getting this energy, and it's a G3, when it's actually not even a G1, because it's you're not getting that type of information coming in just yet, or energy coming in just yet. So, I have a tendency to, when someone says, oh, I'm, I'm getting this energy from the sun, and it, I'm, it's a G1, Mm, okay, you're right. Or no, you're way the fuck off. Well, and, and I, 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 I'm not disputing you or fighting you. I'm just asking so that I can understand better. Because, like, I know you go. How do you pronounce it? Solarham. Solarham. I don't know why I want to say Ham, but um, because you, you print it, uh, mispronunciate everything. Yeah, well, that's me. But <laughs> fair enough. But um, like, because I know you go there, and that's your website. That's your to-go-to website for it. Right. And then this person will use that one, this person. I mean, I even sent you one before that you were like, no, that's shit. Don't use it. Yeah. The science was completely off. (laughs) Well, see, typically I don't listen to anybody's and I look up NASA's. Yeah. NASA gets a lot of their shit from SolarHam. Well, see, I don't know this. This is why I said I usually look up what NASA says on their on their weather station, NASA, that they put out. And yeah, the, that's the only time I literally follow it. Yeah, the NOAA uh, weather statements that are on uh, SolarHam.com come from NASA. Right. Okay, well, like I said, because I, I haven't used SolarHam, but I would look it up on the weather station of of. NASA in general and look it up. And that's the only time I would look it up. Nothing for or against you. I mean, before I knew you or even I forgot. I don't know. It sounds like you're pretty against him. I'm saying because there's sometimes I didn't know. I couldn't remember the website that he used and different shit, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I always looked at it as, well, (laughs) who's going to know more about space than NASA? That was my opinion. So I was Elon curious Musk. why, if, if it was just the Aurora. Fair enough. I didn't even listen to him because I was busy running my mouth. He said Elon Musk. I don't understand. Who understands more about uh, space than NASA? Elon Musk. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you were just making a crack joke at me in a whole different way, but never no. mind. No. It was kind of supposed to be humorous, but also like he's a crazy dude that's obsessed with space and also has lots and lots of money. <laughs> he might know more about space than NASA because of how much money he spent to learn about it. Right, and what's scary is he's recently launched a satellite. Yeah, with a car in it. Yeah. On it. And made the, uh, instead of the modules crashing into the water, they came back down and landed successfully on floating pads in the ocean. Well, we'll be speed I know this stuff. Money. <laughs> God knows his math, man. <laughs> um, you are running out of time for uh, the weekly astrology. How much time do we have? Uh, I'm looking at seven, uh, six and a half minutes. All right. Um, I can still hit a lot of it. 
And just tell me when we're up. Okay, anyway, so first off, on the 9th, uh, I'm sorry, on the 9th, you had Chiron that went retrograde. A lot of people are not going to be talking about Chiron going retrograde. Chiron is in Aries, the universal first house. The best way of me explaining this to you is Chiron is the wounded healer. He just came into Aries and he's starting a brand new cycle. He's considered the gatekeeper of wholeness. Well, going in retrograde, he's kind of taking a step back going, well, what did I not quite set up right? So it's a good thing. I mean, there might be some things coming up that you don't want to deal with. And it might be bringing up situations from your past that, you know, are, are reoccurring and frustrating. But in a sense, this is a good thing. Because with Chiron going in retrograde in Aries, this is saying he's, like I said, it's he's going, oh, I kind of fucked that up when I started this brand new cycle, or I skipped it, or, oh, I overlooked that. And now those things will be bothering you because he's taking that time to go, oh, this is where I messed up. I need to set this shit in proper order and restart the cycle. So it's his... Second chance at a second chance to help you get your new cycle right. And I think that that's a very positive thing. However, with that being said, you do have a lot of energy going on this whole week. I mean, you have on on the 10th, you have a water trine. This is a positive energy. Actually, it's. Is it? Yeah, it's a water trine, but then you have a T-square sitting on top of it. So it is, you've got Lilith and Neptune speaking to the moon, which happens to be in Scorpio, and then coming down and speaking to the North Node and the sun. So this is your emotional waters are getting a revi- getting a reincarnation, getting a rebirth, more or less. You're getting a chance to look at things from that universal 12th house, what hasn't healed, your secrets, your denials, your skeletons in the closet, your grief, um, stuff that you haven't been able to quite get right versus your universal 4th house of how you can illuminate and shine for yourself in a brand new healthy way by looking at the relationships in your life and what those rules, walls, and boundaries are. Where are they not set right? Because this is all about what the responsibilities are within those relationships. So what part of you is still in the relationship that's helping others but not helping yourself? That is a positive thing to help you move forward tomorrow. However, however, you have Uranus also speaking to the moon and then speaking to Mercury and Mars, which is in retrograde. So, well, Mars isn't in retrograde, but Mercury is sitting right on top of Mars. So you may feel a little bit more aggressive in general tomorrow if you are not doing what's best for you. If you're going against yourself in any way, shape, or form, this may backfire and, you know, not work for you because you're allowing that Mercury retrograde to, uh, as I usually like to call it, word vomit right on out all over everything, especially with Mars being behind it, it's your inner warrior. So if your inner warrior feels the need to be extra aggressive, it's because there's something about yourself you're still not fixing. You're still not dealing with it, and it's not bringing you, you to your own wholeness. Now, on the 11th, you have a grand kite. This is another positive energy. You do have, in the middle of this positive energy, you do have a negativity, which is going to be asking you to definitely pay attention. And that's not gone anywhere. It's going to be that, that, that little bit is going to be there anyway, because that's where the eclipse is coming in. So you're going to have the eclipse on the 16th, and this energy isn't moving, but the kite will be. Um So you have the south node with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, which also is a masculine energy. It also deals with the uh, male figures in your life, which is not getting along with the female figures in your life. And it is on the sun and the south node. So it's going back and forth, fighting one another. But you have Neptune speaking to 
the moon, which is still in Scorpio, which is also speaking to these rules, laws, and boundaries, which is giving you an opportunity to make brand new shifts. All week, you actually have very positive energies, but what's leading you to this whole week is that energy of the solar eclipse, not solar, it's a lunar eclipse, which is taking place in Capricorn. This is where you're setting new foundations. This is where you're setting the new foundations to last lifetimes. Are you setting them properly is what it comes down to. Are you taking the proper action and aggression that needs to be made in your outer community so that you can set it positively? But it's all about getting to the soul and the root of self so that you are setting those right foundations. With that being said, if you want to know more about the astrology or your own zodiac signs or anything, check out my YouTube channel, uh, Lady Stars and Fire, and get the homework family readings because they are free because I'm out of time. So with that being <laughs> said, love you guys, and we'll be back next week. May all your journeys be safe ones. Bye. Shut up, parrot. Come now, <laughs> Step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten.